Has Tyler Toffoli spoken yet? And, uh, you know, what's the reaction to the newest Calgary Flames? Yeah, Roddy, he just uh, wrapped up his availability with uh, Calgary Media here. So there's a real buzz. There's a buzz in that locker room right now. And they're getting a really good piece that is seemingly a, a natural fit, Rod. Most people in the city are uh, pretty darn excited to get a player of that caliber. So pretty positive right now. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Canada. Good afternoon to those in the Eastern Time Zone and Canadian sports fans in the United States. Welcome to the RP Show. If I may, right out of the gate, I want to tell you that this episode number 698 of your favorite daytime sports talk show may be the best that we've ever had. I'm not joking. We're broadcasting live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino in beautiful Calgary, Alberta. Pretty soon I'll get used to that blasting in my ear. The entrance to the foothills, the gateway to the foothills right here. Um, Great Eagle. Coming up on the program today, Deron Carter, our longtime friend, the newest member of the Edmonton Elks, will be joining us from South Florida on video chat, but joining us live here at the event center at the Great Eagle, the general manager of the Calgary Stampeders, John Huffnagel. Moose is keeping his seat warm right now and his headphones warm as he... uh, we get ready to welcome Huff to the, sh- to the show, Watershed Day. That's going to be really cool, really cool um, to have Huff down here. And, and I, I'm, I'm interested to see where that interview goes, what kind of conversation you guys have. Um, Me too. But, but bridges are being ba- built here. And uh, I don't know what you want to say, but uh, the ice is melting, and it's wonderful. Well, th- there are those still with the Calgary football team that, are hesitant to come down to the Gray Eagle and go on the RP Show Live, but I feel like John Huffnagel joining us live today will he's be like the godfather coming in. If I have to kiss his ring, I'll kiss his ring, whatever it takes. I just think oh, Huff coming that. here will make it good for everybody to come on here. Right. From Calgary football. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And also, right out of the gate, before I get to the serious stuff, uh, our 700th episode will be Friday. If you go and look at our Instagram live from the show, the Rod Peterson show, uh, there's more details on there, but we're going to have a live studio audience. You guys got a sound effect for that? Live studio audience on Friday. Left maybe, team. maybe not. Right there on. you go. I Thank like you, uh, Rick Regan. We're good. Space is limited. Doors open at 930. Corey, the house operations manager here, we finally got her title. She'll be welcoming uh, viewers, I guess, right at the front doors where it says Event Center. Seating limited. Moose is buying donuts. And if that's not good enough for you, bring your own snacks. That's Friday here at Gray Eagle. And I think that's about all I had other than before we hit the quick six show horn, something dawned on me that I was telling Darren before the show this morning. I was excited to go to the Flames game last night and then coming home and then waking up this morning. I was just floating on air for this reason. And when I said that we need to get Canadians going to sporting events, you don't have to do what I ask or implore or suggest that you do. But my God, was I excited to be there. Not just because the fans were having a great time and the concessions were open and the beer lines were flowing and people were getting shittered at the Saddle Dome. They were. It It was, we were getting back to normal. And, but it's, our friends. I was so excited to see our friends. 
And my friends, I introduced to you, your friends, you introduced to me. And it, it was that it was that social feeling that we're getting back to. I just yeah. I'm still riding that wave. I know. I know when, when you're in the building and, and you walk in and you see people, you know, you know, we, we both posted, you know, the photo with Rich Sutter, but to see him and he lit up when he saw us and we lit up when we saw him and it was two friends coming together. We hadn't seen each other in a long time. And it's like, okay, come with me. We're hanging out. And then you see somebody else and somebody else. And we saw Ryan Leslie and, you know, and, and it's funny because it's, Kind of, it's not really a new building for us, but it kind of is. I mean, we haven't been in this town a long time, yeah. especially lately. So we're trying to be respectful and trying to be polite. And they're just like, no, 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 come in. Stop. Why are you run, walking away for? Come visit. Let's visit. Yeah. You know? So it was great. The social aspect of going to sporting events, we're getting back there. And this isn't a Calgary-specific thing. Wherever you are watching across North America, particularly Canada, I tell you what, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that if you go to these games and see your friends, you're going to feel just as good as I did coming home last night and getting up today. It was, it was a lot of fun. So anyways, let's hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan, and let's get down to business. Thank you. There will be no Olympic gold medal or medal, period, for the Canadian men's hockey team for the first time in 16 years. The Canadian team was shut out 2 nothing by Sweden in a quarterfinal in Beijing today. Sweden scored midway through the third period and added an empty netter with minutes to go. Tonight, Canada's women's team will play the USA for gold, and I'll probably watch that game, but let's just talk for a minute about the Canada loss to Sweden this morning. I very rarely agree with Glenn Healy on much of anything, but I do have to say I agreed with his analysis afterwards because the panelists were harping on Canada, not really scoring on themselves, but the winning goal was off a tip, off the defenseman's stick. McBain's fooled the goalie, was Fraser Tompkins, and everybody was going, oh, what an unfortunate incident. Canada scored on themselves. And maybe because Healy's a goalie, he and I look at it the same way. You didn't score any goals at the other end. So let's talk about that. I mean, Healy's like, let's not, let, right now, let's not talk about the fact that the winning goal went in off the defenseman's stick, okay? And I'm like, yes, thank you, Glenn, for injecting some sanity. Canada wasn't that great. In the game or in the tournament, Craig Button sat in that chair right there and says, Canada's not even going to play for a medal. This isn't our top players. And he was right. I know. So I'm not even that upset. Man, Sweden was good. And the thing I noticed that was different than any other international tournament I've really watched is how, you know, tenacious and tough the Swedes were. They checked really tight. There was no room for Canada in the entire game. I noticed it on power plays that they were pressuring Canada so much in the power play yep. that Canada couldn't move the puck around and get set up. They had to work it around in their own zone just to leave their own zone and get into the offensive zone on the power play. I thought Sweden was really good, you know, on the check, and uh, Canada was had no room. And, and, and that's usually what happens when you're a little bit underskilled, right? When you don't have as much high-end skill uh, that the other team has to respect, they can play you a little bit tighter, and that's what happened, and we couldn't score. Indeed. So Canada coming home from the Olympics without a medal. And wouldn't that be something if Sweden won the gold? In the years ahead, history will show that whether were there NHLers there or not, you really won't. Re you'll remember who won the medal, yeah. and we didn't. And it was this decision not to go. The players decided not to go. NHLers, we move on. USA's out too, so I just feel like there's no reason to watch Olympic men's hockey anymore. Um, hey, hit like if you can. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, share the show. Tell all your friends. Start spreading the news.
The RP Show is on the air from Calgary this morning with episode number 698. Uh, Canada's... Oh, there's other sports going on. If you oh, like. there is? Yeah. Okay. Canada's, unfortunately, at the same time as hockey. How do you expect me to watch both? Canada's Jennifer Jones remains in the hunt for a playoff berth in women's curling. She beat the USA's Tabitha Peterson 7-6, but then dropped an 11-9 decision in extra ends to China's Yu Han. Jennifer carries a 4-4 four four record into the round-robin finale against Denmark. Why do we feel like we know these Canadian curlers? I've never met Jennifer Jones. I just referred to her as Jennifer. I know. I feel like I know her. Jen was pretty good this JJ morning. JJ wasn't bad. Uh, Canada's Brad Gushu has already locked up a semifinal berth on the men's side. And how about this? Quick. Who has the most medals for Canada at the Winter Olympics ever? Which person? You, you know. I do. But you won't immediately get her name. Um... No, I won't. I'm sorry, and I don't. I wouldn't get it either. Cindy Clausen, right? And the reason I bring that up: Canadian speed skater Charles Amelin has finished his Olympic career with a gold. He joined teammate Stephen Dubois, Jordan Pierre, Gilles, Gilles, and Pascal Dion to win the men's 5,000 meter short track relay. It's Canada's third gold medal of the Winter Games and the fourth career gold for Amelin, who's now tied with speed skater Cindy Klassen as the country's most decorated Winter Olympian. How about that? Yeah. Four golds. How about that? And did anybody know the answer to that? Canada sitting fifth in the overall medal standings in Beijing. We got 18 medals, including three gold. Norway leads with 28. How about that? Followed by the Russian Olympic Committee with 24 and Germany with 20. The USA, USA sits fourth. And I don't think they're going to make a late run here. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Okay, moving on. I can come back more Olympics later. Uh, NHL from Tuesday night. Tyler Toffoli scored in his Calgary Flames debut. And the Flames won their seventh in a row, 6-2 over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Eric Goodbranson. Elias Lindholm, Matthew Kachuk, Dylan Dubé, and Adam Ruzicka also scored for the Flames, who moved one point ahead of Vegas for first place in the Pacific Division. Not to be outdone, Connor Yamamoto scored the tie-breaking goal with 4.46 to go, and the Oilers beat Los Angeles 5-2 to remain unbeaten under new coach Jay Woodcroft. Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins each had a goal for the Oilers, who are now 3-0 since Woodcroft replaced Dave Tippett last Thursday. Zach Hyman and Evander Kane added empty net goals, and Mike Smith made 30 saves. The Oilers moved one point ahead of the Kings for third in the Pacific Division. And that is our poll question today, folks, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Are the J. Woodcroft Oilers for real? Capital Automall with dealerships across the prairies. Last I looked on Twitter, 53% of respondents saying, no, they're not for real. And that included me. I said, no, they're not. 43% said yes. It's only three games. I ask you, watching right now, the Rod Squad, you tell me if you think the Jay Woodcroft orders are for real. If firing Dave Tippett is all it took, wave a wand. Bob's your uncle, and the orders are now Stanley Cup contenders. I say no. This is the traditional new coach bump, the new coach spike. We see it with everybody. Hey, how's the Vancouver Canucks doing lately under Gabby? Really? Right. Um, no, I don't think they're for real. Did you see the first goal on Mike Smith last night? We looked like he was, he looked like he was fishing. Like he was reaching into the lake to pull a fish out. Went right under his glove. And the Oilers are down one nothing. They overcame the play of Mike Smith to win that game last night. 
Nothing's going to change if the orders don't get a goalie prior to the trade deadline. I don't think they're for real. Too early. I can't make a decision yet. You got to vote today. It's too early. What are you voting, yes or no? If I got to vote today, I would say no. Right. But if they turn three into seven or eight games, you know, and they can, you know, win seven or eight out of ten, I think they might be for real. But three games is too early for me to tell. So I would say no. Okay. It must be painful for you to go into the, the voter's box <laughs> at an election. Um, I don't have to make a decision right now. Yeah, you do. You do. Time to vote. It yeah. must be horrible for you. I know. Is it really? No, it's not bad. Because you've made your mind up by the time you went to the booth. I have stage. to. I have to. I can't, you can't make me make that decision in the booth. I'll sit there for 30 minutes. Uh, continuing on with NHL one-timers, Sidney Crosby. Scored his 500th goal, and Pittsburgh teammate Chris Letang capped a late rally to send the Penguins past the Philadelphia Flyers 5-4 in overtime. One of my favorite NHL paintings ever is the one of all the 500 goal scorers. Have you seen that one? It's obviously, what would I say, fictional or whatever. Like right. it's Gordon Howe, Maurice Richard, Wayne Gretzky, Marcel Dayon, Mike Gartner. It's a painting of all the guys. Yeah. Drew McGinley's got 500, I think, right? They, Remember them adding him in. Now you got to add Sid, yeah. which I'm shocked he wasn't there already. I know. When you really think about it. Right. Um, if you haven't seen that painting, I got to show it to you. Because yeah. very few paintings move me. Yeah. Especially in sports. That one does. Bobby Hull, all painted. They all look great in their prime. Can you imagine? All lined That's up cool. side by side. That's Yeah. Cool. So way to go, Sid. I just can't believe that it took that long. Yeah. I know. Are we, are we sure it's not a 600? Right. Or a 700? <laughs> Anyways, he was properly feted last night with scoring his 500th, and I just love the kid. Joe Pavelski scored twice. Jake Ottinger made 46 saves, and the Dallas Stars beat Colorado, ending their 19-game point streak, winning 4-1. In New York, Keandre Miller scored the deciding goal in the ninth round of a shootout, and the New York Rangers edged Boston 2-1 for their third straight win. In New Jersey, Victor Hedman, Nikita Kucherov, and Pierre-Edward Belmare scored in a 3-0-4 span of the third period as Tampa Bay rallied from an early 2-0 deficit to beat New Jersey 6-3. In Music City, Alex Ovechkin scored twice, including his 30th of the season to lead Washington over Nashville 4-1. In Ottawa, Vladimir Tarasenko had two goals and an assist to lead St. Louis over Ottawa 5-2. And in Buffalo, Victor Olofsson scored twice, including the go-ahead goal with 2.55 left in Buffalo's 6-3 victory over the New York Islanders. I feel like we're just opening the lid here on what we're going to talk about today. Again, Deron Carter and John Huffnagel coming up on the program today. Um, we're only two points into the quick six show topics here, so we're going to take a break and come back with more. Number one, I saw it said, uh, somebody in the media said, it's currently a lull time in the CFL. I don't know if you saw yesterday they sent out a list of critical dates, but this is where they could benefit from my fifth point. You see Rob Gronkowski saying yesterday he doesn't expect Tom Brady will stay retired for long. Did you see that headline yeah. anywhere? This is where in my 20 seasons working full-time in the CFL, I would uh, pull the pen on a grenade, thump, and throw it over the Manitoba border or over the Alberta border. <laughs> And get it going. Uh, nobody's doing that. Right. Maybe Duran will today. Ooh. But this is where fake news, this is where the CFL could use 
some fake news. Okay, get Chris Jones to say something controversial. And then I also have other Olympic stories. Camilla Valieva, the Russian uh, figure skater. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about her positive doping test and the fact she's being allowed to continue to compete. Uh, The Gronk thing, Tuesday in the dub. We got a lot to get to, so we will be right back. You are watching the RP Show live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.